What's happening, weirdos? What's happening, weirdos? Boy, um, I'm flared up. A lot of energy hot. up top. But then you you cool, you cool down a little. Yeah, this was like a little time capsule of what it feels like for me to be manic. Mm-hmm. Which and we boy. we have some episodes already. In we the, have dozens in the, of those. In the, in the ground. This was a bigger, mm-hmm. uh, you know, change. Yeah. It was real really... Mm-hmm. And then we started getting a little bit spiritual and it really like calmed me down. Yeah. But you're, you're so good. You really are. It's not all you are, but one of the things you are is that Scarlett Johansson that can put the, your hand in the Hulk's hand <laughs> and be like, I believe that you can see why cookware and Catholicism are linked. And I just start going like, oh. And it's a wonderful thing to find the yeah. perfect counter counterbalance. Again, that's not all you are, but that's one of the yes. things you're very good at. Thank you. Uh, com is all the tour dates. Apparently, St. Louis isn't selling. So if you guys could move to St. Louis, <laughs> that would be great. Before, Although, uh, in a, within the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and then move back. Yeah. So just get an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I'm also not sure how much of that is just paranoia on my agent's part because Denver sold out. Thank you to everybody. They were also worried about the Denver shows. And so hopefully let's sell out St. Louis is all I'm saying. The shows yeah. are so fun. I'm doing new stuff uh, and blending it with my old hour, which will be new to you as well. So I'm very excited. And it's sort of that exciting time doing new new material. So it's very alive right now. So come see me in St. Louis and also Salt Lake City. And everything is on PeteHolmes.com. And as we always mention, we only do uh, ads for things that I actually use and actually love. And that is the only and the most direct way to truly support the show. If you want to like donate to the show, if you want to help the show, if you want to help us and want to say thanks to us, uh, that's incredible. Get a Pete's pick. That's the way to do it. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Uh, I also want to mention that we only do ads for things that I actually use and actually love. And the perfect jean is the perfect example. The perfect jean is essentially the only pair of pants I wear because they have so many cuts and colors and their fabric is incredible, stretchy, comfortable, but it looks good enough to wear on my Netflix special. I'm wearing perfect jeans. I wear them to movie premieres, fancy Hollywood gatherings. They look designer. They feel designer. They're made with really, really high-end sewing techniques, quality, craftsmanship. But here's the best thing. 2% spandex, 2.5% rayon for a sneaky amount of extra comfort that no one needs to know about so your man parts aren't crushed. That's right. These jeans stretch, but no one needs to know. I love a soft pant. I don't know why we haven't all switched over to the perfect jean. I literally have seven or eight pairs of them. I have them in khaki. I have them in dark blue. I have them in black. I have them in athletic. I have them in slim. They're awesome. You got to try them out. Maximum durability. I never have to replace them. They last for light years. Well, I can't say light years. They last a really, really long time. In my personal experience, they are the most durable jeans I've ever owned and the most comfortable and the best looking jeans I've ever owned. And they're so comfortable. They're like PJ pants. You could sleep in them. Perfect for road trips. Perfect for being on stage. Perfect for if you just want to do squats in the middle of the day. And best of all, they're not khakis. Fuck khakis. Wear perfect jean khakis, which are some of my favorite ones. They're jeans colored like khakis and they spare your nuts. 
The perfect gene for the perfectly imperfect men. 20% off when you use code WEIRDO at checkout. Liberate your lower limbs with the one and only perfect gene. Whether you're working with lemons or lentils, a three-leaf clover, or a big old hunk and eggplant, the perfect gene has you covered. Take a peek at www.theperfectgene.nyc. That's theperfectgean.nyc. Use code WEIRDO for 20% off at checkout. Support your body. Look good, feel good, and support the show. It means a lot. All right, everybody. We made it weird. We did. We did. We, we, we did. sure did. We really did. And all you have to do now is get into it. Let me tell you about the snakes, the fakes, the lies, the highs. <laughs> you know when you don't know all the words to a rap? And then you sing a ding a ding a ding a ding a ding ding a hippie hop hoppy hop I had that I wanted to do that as a bit when I like listened to Hamilton or something. Yeah. And I don't know the words and I'll just be like, I'm the master rapper and I'm here to say I love my fruity pebbles in a major way. (laughs) The bedrock, yellow, orange, purple, lemon, red, but to get the fruity taste they got to trick Fred. Barney. Whoa. (laughs) It's not right. But it's the mistake I've been making for 35 years. What do you mean it's not right? It's not the right word? It can't be right. I'm the master rapper. It's Barney. Yeah, It's Barney all decked out. And this is like peak NWA. So white culture is like, what do we do? And they're like, (laughs) like, make Barney. Steal it. (laughs) (laughs) Quick. It's cool. People like it. It's ours now. Sell Fruity Pebbles. (laughs) Yeah. Sell the fruit pebbles. Yeah, use it to sell the whitest cereal possible. There's a cocoa pebbles joke here, and we're going to let that bus go right go by. by. Let it go by. We're going to go it's, by. It's and did 62. we, though? Because you did mention it. <laughs> Look, if I give you the ingredients to do your own, <laughs> what's pebbles. the whitest cereal? Uh, yeah. This is the start. That wasn't the pod. This is the start. That wasn't, wasn't the, the pod. pod. This, this is, is the start. start. The, 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 this that is the start. start. I was just talking to Rob Robert Holmes Bell, Rob Bell, about how... Every- okay, this is the start. Sorry, don't, you don't like this? <laughs> I don't oh, that was good. I don't know. Oh, that was good. <laughs> Ew. Okay, this is the start. This is the start. This is the start. I'm the Mr. Ripper and I'm here to say I love the fruity pebbles in a major way. The bedrock, yellow, orange, purple, lemon, red. That's where I think I'm wrong. The bedrock, yellow, orange, purple. So these are colors. Then I say lime. Lemon. You said lemon. I said lime. Lemon. I said lime and red. Okay, so that might be the only mistake. Is the only way lemon. you can make a lime more like a lemon if it's limon. Okay, <laughs> lime and. Now it's even more like a lemon. Why is a lime a green lemon and why isn't a lemon a yellow lime? And remember, uh, do you I'm remember when we had a lemon tree and you thought that limes were just can you, before can you shut, they become lemon? Shut, shut your mouth. You just thought they were not right. pebbles. Not ripe. Lemons, yeah. Okay, here's uh, here's Master Rapper. Let's see how close I was. This is this is what people care about. This is what people care. This is give the people what they want. You watch me get Fred's fruity pebbles. Who are you? I'm the Master Rapper, and I'm here to say I love fruity pebbles in a major <laughs> way. He loves fruity pebbles in a major way. I don't do the Fred part. The bedrock, yellow, orange, purple, lime, and red. But to get the fruity taste, you got I'm it. You got it. You nailed it. You nailed it. You had it right. And it was lime. It was lime. Bonnie! Just 
I, it was lime and red. I can't believe it's the bedrock yellow, orange, purple, lime and red. Why is it the bedrock? Wait, because they live in bedrock. No, I know, but what does that have to do with the colors? They're just looking for a way to tie it into the... The bedrock yellow, orange, purple, lime and red... The yellow, yellow, orange, orange and it purple, shows lime, the fruits. So, Lemon, yeah. orange, grape, lime, and red is raspberry. Okay, fuck off, fruity pebbles. <laughs> I'm looking the other. I'm looking the other way, like a cop looking at a at a at a pint of malt liquor <laughs> in a brown paper bag. I'm looking the other way on lemon. There's no discernible lemon taste it's in a lime. fruity bubble. There's, no, oh, the first one's there's lemon. There's lemon and lime. Yellow, orange, purple, lime, and red. So Yellow it's a, is it's a, lemon. What we're looking at here. And red is, is raspberry, is all I want to say. Red is raspberry. There is nothing close to a, an attempt at raspberry. Why are you, what do you mean? Like, when I, you're eating fruity pebbles, first of all, it's just one taste. They're all the same. That's what I mean. So it's not any less of a raspberry than it is a strawberry. <laughs> Okay, yeah, but they should just, I like that. That's why they call it red. <laughs> I get very small. <laughs> they should call it yellow, orange, purple, green, and red. They shouldn't right. even bring fruit why into Why are this. they saying it, lime? In fact, Valerie, <laughs> 35 years after the fact, it should have been called colorful pebbles. <laughs> yes. There was nothing no fruit. fruity about fruit this. Fruit had nothing to do with it. Colorful pebbles. That's a separate pebbles. argument. And then the other one is green and lime Guess what? Same amount of syllables. So you can say yellow, orange, purple, green, and red. You don't have to say yellow, orange, purple, lime, and red. Yeah, no, I know. Green. There's no reason to say lime but look, other but than look, and look not at the green. footage. The the lime has like uh accent lines around it. Does it? Yeah, it has like it has like oh no, they all do. I thought they were like maybe lime. You know when a cereal had like a new flavor and it was very exciting? Oh. 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 Lime and red. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like no, re- remember when Lucky Charms, ridiculous. Magical Stars? Yeah. When Magical Stars no, premiered? Because yeah, you probably that. weren't born yet. I was born. <laughs> Let me let's switch gears here and just say that I, I'm thinking about so many of these things are just half baked stand up premises that I run by Valerie. <laughs> but I realize <laughs> this one starts with I'm embarrassed to admit this. So as an audience, I'm already leaning in. <laughs> oh my God. You had two two magic minds? No, I just had one magic mind. Okay. There's two empties, but I only drank two of them. <laughs> That's suspicious. <laughs> I only had one. Um, I'm embarrassed to admit this, and this is facts. We can do it podcast style, meaning like let's unpack how this is true. Real. <laughs> with feedback from you. My God, is I'm embarrassed to admit this is is, is beans. No. Wait, what was it? Is, is no, it was like oh yeah, have or have be. Is, is, it wasn't yeah, that, I don't know what it was. Like it was all the all the all the hardcores out there, they're shouting clam at us. They know what we're saying. <laughs> they listened to last week and they're buckled up for this week. I'm being real weird. You are full force. Well, you've been gone. I went to breakfast with my mom. <laughs> yeah, and where was I? In bullshit town. <laughs> Mayor Mio. <laughs> 
Oh, sorry, am I Mayor Mio of Bullshit Town? His name is Mio. His name is Mio. His name is Mio. <laughs> I know, and that's what I hate about yeah, it. Yeah, we all hate it, but Mio also means mine in Espanol. Oh, okay. Who has the time for the y'all? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> y'all, y'all speaking Spanish over here? Holy God. You're, y'all speaking your Spanish? Your brain is Fruity Pebbles. Yeah, colorful pebbles. Yeah, oh, thank col- you. Color, color pebbles. Colored um, pebbles. I actually do Col- feel Colorful pebbles. Pretty... That sounded like a racial joke. It was not. I know. Colored. Let's just, just okay, let it, <laughs> let it go. I just don't want anyone. I do feel like we haven't spent enough time. And I do feel, I want you to know, like, I, I have a lime-sized fury in my gut right now that they said lime and not green when yeah. there's no yellow reason. orange purple lime. i had to play it back twice purple green and lo- and and bedrock red. yellow first of all bedrock is crazy it's like the just, seattle yellow orange purple yeah. lime like bedrock yes. bedrock's just a place folks this was a time they really thought that it was this a was first written draft by, time yeah and it was written by white people who thought rap like okay. was not okay you can't know that <laughs> You can't know that. That's true. That guy. But I do feel like it was written by people who thought rap was just like saying any words. <laughs> well, there was a time that, they, okay, look, rappers delight. Yeah, a hip hop, a hippie to the hippie to the hip hip hop. Most stop rocking the bang, of bang, white bang, America. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if she done went to done, then we'll take a friend, right? That's a lot of if thens. <laughs> There's a lot of if then statements, but it's a lot of like bop, bop, bop. So, yes. Hip hop culture put out like one or, from my memory, two songs, and white culture was just like that's rap. And for (laughs) yeah, however long hip hop has existed, yeah, they've been trying to be like that was like two raps, right? Where we were like, like my name is something, and I'm here here to say, say, yeah, I. They're like we did that one time, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And cursed be the name. Yeah. And what's funny is the rap was my name is blank and I'm here to say and we don't know that person's name. Oh man. My name Easy. is blank. <laughs> <laughs> no. We're gonna let that one go by too. You had to pick a tragically deceased rapper. Oh. I, I although do, I mean there's a lot You know, lot. in your defense, there are a lot of tragically and deceased. And there's just rappers. a lot lot of tragically deceased musicians. There's a lot of yep. You can't paint us in this corner. Okay, the podcast starts now. The podcast starts now. The podcast podcast starts starts now. now. This This is the podcast. What it sounds like when people are trying to be sensitive (laughs) and they still want to make engaging content that people would listen to. They're trying to get close to the edge and put one toe just over it, but also not be canceled because they have a kid. Oh my God. Have you ever rapped in a freestyle way? Have you ever rapped in a funny way? The guy, this is a guy at a nursing home trying to teach old people how to rap. Have you ever seen your mush get cold? They're mush because that's what they're eating. Have you trying to be relatable? Have you ever seen your mush get cold? Have you ever gotten stuck on the stairs? Have you ever fallen down the stairs? She knows what I'm talking about. There's a woman in a cat. She doesn't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Have you ever just stared out the window for what feels like you cannot tell? Because your medication makes it impossible to know the passage of time. The passage of time. As far as you know, it's 1962 and your dad just came home and he's had a little toot and he's going to give you a big old scoot. Daddy, daddy, no, daddy, no. This is getting so sad. Depends on what you think a scoot is. <laughs> In yeah. that, listen to the lyrics. It depends on what you think a scoot is. Daddy came home and gave you a little scoot. It could be a rolled up ball of cash. Oh my god, god. that's so much. But and you know what's funny? I really I did never... like mush. Oh, I like mush, I liked mush, the mush part. Mush. Like, because I was imagining that they were eating, and he's like, just sees what they're eating. He doesn't oh, yeah. know what it is. Yeah, he just <laughs> calls just, it mush. It's yeah, it's just like it's just like mashed carrots or something. <laughs> they're like mush. <laughs> <laughs> there is your orange mush. Smush. <laughs> Look, if you're going to free sell it at a nursing home based on like what you see, have rhymes ready for mush. Yeah. Have rhymes ready for, for smush. Farts. <laughs> uh, grab the glade. Yeah. Uh, I don't mean to throw shade. Yeah. But we're going to need some glade. He's trying to get it and he keeps trying to tell the person that he's like it's the, 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 the warden. The program runner. Yeah, he's trying yeah. to tell the program runner that he's not joking. Like, this is not a part of my rap. I didn't plan this ahead of time. There's a rancid smell in this area. Would you please get the glade? Darren, Darren, Darren. I'm talking to you, Darren, Darren. You're looking right at me, Darren. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I love it. But boy, yeah. it's a lot. No, it feels really good. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it does. You know, I've been doing that fasting. Fasting? Fasting? Okay. Let's not get stuck in this one. Let's just try to say more words. Should we let this person in? (laughs) No. Can I come in? Close the door door on that person's face. (laughs) Do not let that freak in. It feels like there's someone at the door. Yeah, I know. Fasting? No. No. Val said no. Val said no. Arbitrarily to this one. Please. The Midwestern fasting enthusiast. Please go to the yard. We'll call you when we need you. (laughs) If we need you. If we need you. That's an important if. Yeah, That when plants hope in that woman's mind, and her name was Madeline. (laughs) Tell the people about the text you sent me about my mom, because that is so... Oh my gosh. Well, I have to... I didn't even tell you I have to credit this to our sister-in-law, Beth, because she sent it to me, and then she said, Pete's Pete's mom to me hilarious this is like the kind of thing that she would send well I'll give a little backstory is that Beth I'm gonna do this on stage too oh yeah my mom god love her has um you know my sister-in-law Beth has engaged with my mother a few times on Facebook so it is on on. (laughs) yeah critical mistake it is now a website wherein my mom engages with Beth by the way poor Beth is you know married into this family and before your mom was around, our grandma was a lot like your mom in yeah. a lot of ways. And But our grandmother would never, your mom doesn't do this, but our grandmother would never stop talking. Like uh-huh. never stop no, talking. No, I've seen her birthday cards. Yes. She would write and And it say, goes on to the back. Yes. Like, on, like and the journal onto the, from um, seven. And into the envelope, our favorite one. <laughs> one <laughs> you can't go on to the envelope. It goes onto the back of the envelope. And it will be like a new subject. And our favorite one 
was to our mom and it was like all the front all the back and then on the back of the envelope it just said why can't you send me some good apples because <laughs> we had an apple tree that <laughs> is sparta oh my god i'm gonna why text can't my you brother send me some good him. apples yeah she also said to, were you gonna to, say to Ugh. Derek and beth once she sent them like a card when they got engaged that's your brother my and your brother and my sister-in-law when they got engaged and they said <laughs> it said i wonder about your cookware <laughs> that's how it started wow yeah. And then it went on to talk about how one of her sons married a Catholic. Like it had no I get that. theme. Cookware. <laughs> Cookware. Catholicism. Yeah. Somebody's got to bake those Muni wafers. <laughs> Are we going to hand out these Muni wafers? I believe Can in you this. you not call the sacrament Muni? <laughs> in this state of mind, I do believe that you see that connection. <laughs> that truly. is hilarious. Pure blinding white light. Yeah. So, but anyway, so, you're, so your mom... Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, I was going to say on Beth. Beth, made th- Beth has made this mistake before, where she, we would all leave the room while my grandmother would talk, and we just wouldn't engage because it would just go on forever. And Beth would be left alone in a room. Beth alone. Yeah, just like nodding and talking and being like, yeah. yeah. And that's she's like, sort why do you role. all abandon me? And we're like, it's every man for themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Beth and I share that bond as mm-hmm. the married intos. Mm-hmm. The married intos have a special thing. Oh, sure. We're just strangers. Yeah, we're just, we just showed up. Strangers that you found me on the sidewalk. <laughs> I did. You found me on the San Francisco sidewalk, yeah. and Beth was who knows where Beth was wandering in a field, <laughs> and your brother brought her into the Cheney clan, yeah, and then brought me. So there is like a we know that we're outside that gene pool. Yeah, yeah, and it's interesting. But she's now experiencing it with your mom being the only family member in my family that, or yours. Yeah. That engages that with Facebook your mom. engages with my yeah. mom. Yeah, my mom's tricky on Facebook. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't as really know what moms. to do as are most moms. But there was a picture. So Beth and Derek, your sister in law and your brother, shared a picture of them like ten years ago, mm-hmm. and my mom commented, "If it's even possible, you look even better then," <laughs> which yeah. is not how that expression how that turn of phrase you've turned that phrase so far around it's now going in the same direction it started it's you're supposed to say you look even better now yeah if it's even possible possible, you look even better then yeah 10 years ago beth was like yeah that's very possible that's the way that that did she comment that no No, but she said that that is very possible you probably (laughs) looked better 10 years ago wow you have so much life in your face (laughs) you're so much better it was 10 years ago oh my gosh so So even when she's trying to compliment she's accidentally but and and you know and i'm feeling a lot of love for my mom in this moment wouldn't change her for the world i think that's fun Oh, it is. There's fun. a lot of like comedy in my mom, and that's that's a great example of it. But she also, you know, she doesn't say it to people that she loves, but she will be a stinker to some people in her church. No, or yeah, their there's friends, the cla- the classic, which example I also think is fun. By the way, is uh, <laughs> uh, I remember somebody said to my mom, "I think the pastor has a crush on me," and my mom said. Look at you, yeah, <laughs> meaning that's like what dream we're on, with. yeah. <laughs> which again. Yeah. In the, this isn't fake. Sometimes I'm saying that could be true. In this moment, I'm sort of like delighting in Irina. No, it is and, funny. 
It, it, she, you know, I it's, also it's like having a Kramer. You know what I mean? You have yeah. the person that says, says, look at you. Yeah. You know, and like that's too mean for Kramer, but it's like, that's funny. Like if yeah. it's Gran Torino or like a movie about like an old person that's just sort of like crotchety, yeah. you love this character. Yeah. I want to have indie movie love oh, for my yeah, folks. That's I right. can't. Most of the time, yeah. I can't. Like, but I'm just from, a character with the in the country indie movie. in between you, you can. Yeah. From here. From here. From the you can. safety of yeah. here, I can go. That's a funny thing to say. Your mom also one time said to Anna, your beautiful, you know, kind of quasi cousin. Yeah. Cousin by friendship. Yeah. She, they were looking at their family portraits i think like pictures of her of anna with her family <laughs> i don't remember this but i'm on the edge it wasn't that bad but it is a good example of like the subtle little like did i just get hit by a dart yeah <laughs> where she was like anna was like oh my god i don't like the this one this one's so like i hate this angle on me and then she like i think your mom let that one go by and then there was another one where anna's like yeah i can't uh, this whole like series i can't handle and your mom went i don't know what you're talking about that's what you look like <laughs> that like if i'm sticking a knife in a pouch of cocaine and, and just tasting it i think mm. they taste it when they're, they're going, that's mm. pure mm. that's the purest my mom i've ever that heard is exactly her. i remember Ern, my friend Ern came over and and i don't even consider Ern to have thinning hair but maybe he's sensitive about it because mm. she was like and look at your hair and she just meant it's oh. short oh but okay. my friend having known her for so long just assumed that he was talking about his hairline oh that's yeah. what it's like kind of hanging yeah. rocking it with irena you're just like i'm just going to assume you're saying yeah the thing yes they'll yeah. find it mm. my dad too will find it oh yeah my for dad sure. we didn't talk about this when it happened but we uh, <laughs> we were swimming and my dad was like, you look like you're, good. you're a candidate for the bro, which is mm. the bra they wear on Seinfeld. I thought Seinfeld. he said man's ear. The man's ear. Mm. Yeah, the man's ear. Mm -hmm. Which I'm like, that is such a sensitive thing for me. Of I course. hated it. We talked about how my whole life there was a picture of me with little man boobies. <laughs> and I know it's funny now. It's fine. I feel fine about it now. But like on the fridge, my mom must have loved this picture of me and my brother hugging. Mm. But I didn't have a shirt on. Mm. And I was giving it a real, I was like, I look. Hey, you're like pushing it. Nice like, little you're... titties. <laughs> like, yeah, nice. pretty, pretty cute little titties there. <laughs> See? Yeah, the arm was going across and it gave it like a I used perfect, to do that. Like fake boob. Like yes. it was perfectly round. It looked like my boob had been made with a compass. Yeah. Like I, a child's compass. When I this is short. When I was before I had boobs and then into the like early stages of having little like nubs. I used to every time I walked by a mirror, I would push them together. Yeah. And you're be like, I have I have real cleavage right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I understand. So I was so into having boobs. Anyway. So my dad, I still don't know what to do. I think about that. I think about this. Mm -hmm. It's like The Departed. Jack Nicholson says that. He goes, I think about this. <laughs> That's how I feel when I'm plagued with something. Yeah. Meaning we talk about this a lot on the on the pod, but like what is the strategy mm -hmm. for something that continually pays out the thing you real, like the last thing you wanted? Mm -hmm. I take my shirt off in front of my dad. I'm holding my daughter. I'm thinking like, this is a beautiful moment. And he goes, you're going to wear a band's ear. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> like, what is the strategy? What I did was I said, geez, dad, what an asshole, which was the softest way I yeah. thought to like stand up for myself and say, and I wish, 
I wish it had been dealt with in real time because I think I hurt his feelings yeah, by standing up for myself. Because he was expecting myself. you to laugh. He And Maybe. that is the whole, yes. That is me too. Me as well. Mm. So too. Brand is for me Brand now. is for me now. I am also guilty of that. Meaning I'll say something like your friend who had the very fat baby. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that baby, I'm never taking it back. That was the fattest baby in the world. You put that baby on okay. a pan, you can cook a crepe. Just let the baby slide around on that pan. You better pan. hope that they don't listen to this. They don't know it's them. And if they do know it's them, why do you know it's you? Because that baby was fat. <laughs> It was very cute, chunky baby. That's what I'm saying. Babies are allowed to be fat. I, I mean, know, every first I of all, know. everyone's allowed to be fat. Yeah. But the reason I thought it was safe to say, look at the size of your baby, yeah. was because everyone knows that babies drink a fuck ton of breast milk and they gain weight, and that's what they're supposed to do. Yeah. I feel weird now. I feel like I shouldn't have body shamed the baby. The baby didn't know. No. The but baby that, didn't know. I'm actually calling bullshit on myself. I'm trying to say that that wasn't the right thing to say. Right. Uh, nobody, thankfully, had their feelings hurt, but that I know. But that's me doing my version of man's ear. This is helpful. Yeah. It's like my feeling in that moment as narcissistic leaning and, and as unhealthy as this is, is like perhaps this will garner me some attention. Right. And some understanding. Yeah. And I will exist. So my yeah. dad goes, you should wear a man's ear. Really all he's saying is, I don't. I take it as like you have tits. You're mm-hmm. not a man. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm the one that tells you if you're a man and you're not one. Mm-hmm. That's how I take it. Of course. And it fucked me up. I hated it. I know. It's like upset about Ugh. it for a long time. I hate it too. But what he probably and I'm not trying to gaslight myself. I actually think this is a hundred percent real. Mm. He's going. Peter's not wearing a shirt. Remember that <laughs> Seinfeld yeah. episode. Yeah. And he's Here's just going. This will maybe not even. Bond, that's too strong of a word. But this, here in here's a here common this, language, I'll exist and he'll exist, and right. we can do it in a way right. that he'll go. Like, I feel like he was gonna be like, You should wear a man's ear, which he didn't even say. I think he said, He looks like you're a candidate for the man's ear, which is whimsy. Yes, it's like a like saying you should wear a man's ear. That's how I took it, right? I, it sounds like I'm dancing as fast as I can to say that he wasn't trying to hurt me. Right. But I I actually don't think, my brother said he was like, the thing that'll make you feel better is the thing that'll actually make you feel worse, which is he's not thinking about how you're feeling at all. Yeah. And I was like, I think that's true. That's what it is. But so too, Brand is for me now when I say, oh my God, (laughs) look at how uh, chubby this baby is. Yeah. That is also just me going like, I'm just trying to connect and I'm calling bullshit. I think I deserve all the understanding in the world. Mm-hmm. So I was doing my my coursework, A Course in Miracles. And um, it's funny, I looked at Mike McCargue's book on the shelf, which is called You're a Miracle, right when I said that. Mm-hmm. And there was a line where it said, redemption can only be, um, uh, can only be known by sharing. Mm. Like that's the only way to know it. Like to know that you're okay yeah. is to let everyone be okay. Right. The reason you forgive, I, I know I've made this point before, but we're like, Jesus was perfect. Jesus was perfect. And that was the early stages of my faith. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, no, God is is welcoming you to your own perfection, mm-hmm. deep down past even your behavior and your personality. And the way that you recognize and, and learn to trust mm-hmm. and let go of your guilt uh, and to trust that perfection is to see it on others mm-hmm. and to recognize it 
on others, and that's and that's a really beautiful thing. Yeah, there it was talking about how you know you live in God, and everyone you see lives in you, and you live in them. So how can you see imperfections in my father yeah. or in anyone? Yeah. Someone who was following me too closely, literally today when I was dropping Leela off at camp. Mm-hmm. How can I see imperfections in that driver or my dad or whoever and not also see them in myself? Like we're connected. Right. Like literally. Right. Like we're yeah. connected. And then it gets more interesting, I think, is if you see the imperfections in them and therefore in you or you're attacking them and therefore you kind of unconsciously believe that you deserve that style of attack. Mm -hmm. If I'm callous or uncaring or I Mm -hmm. follow someone too closely, Mm -hmm. then I will be attacked. Mm -hmm. How can you then not also give those attributes to God or to your understanding of the universe? Meaning that's a piece of shit. Mm. I'm secretly a piece of shit. So I have to keep pointing at them and saying they're a piece of shit so no one will know I'm a piece of shit. But secretly you're like, but secretly I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. And then you're like, and also, and I'm not saying this is true, but you start to go like, so too Bran is for God now. <laughs> you go like, <laughs> you go, God is also out there judging, hating, yeah. pushing away. So well, re- redemption your... is only known by sharing. Yeah. It's the only way to know it. Forgiveness. So forget, it's not just... Jesus forgives and Jesus is perfect. Like forgive everyone and recognize their perfection so you can know your own and drop this guilt mm-hmm. for your happiness for, yeah. for today. Yeah. I mean, I think that is true. Well, because it's your mind state. Like if you are seeing everything through the judgmental mind state, you're going to see yourself, others and God and like, you know, this whole thing, you'll be judging everything. That's it. And if you're seeing you through put those the eyes of on. forgiveness, yes. then you're seeing that in everything too. Say that Buddhist thing you know. Yeah, that's the... So in Buddhist psychology... I'm sorry, we have they, to go to the minute. <laughs> sorry. They take... Um, we probably do have to go to the No, yeah, we, no, that was a complete <laughs> ta- joke, but yes. They talk about the mind the and then, you know, there's different kind of ways to look at the mind but then there's also mind states and your mind state colors the thoughts in your mind which is like it seems so obvious but when i heard it explained that way i was like thank you for this very old text representing exactly what i experienced and my example that i gave you was the other day when i was feeling anxious Um, I was looking at this tree. I'm looking at it right now behind you. And it's outside of my office window. And I take so much delight in this tree. It's like right outside the window. I open the window. I like touch the leaves. It blows. It's right where I do my work. And when I was feeling anxious, I was looking at the wind blowing that tree. And I was like, even this seems ominous. That's... Like so right. everything you see, you see through that mind state. So it's just nice and empowering to know like, oh, right, I'm just in that mind state. It's not true. We talk about it's this all the time. It's just what I'm seeing in this moment. It's like when you're dying, mm-hmm. let's say you're in the hospital and you're dying. And it's like, if you're afraid, that's mm-hmm. your mind state. Right. And if you in that moment go, it's all horrible, mm-hmm. that's your mind state. So you need to like, that's an ex- extreme example. Yeah. But I feel like I need to practice distancing myself yeah. from my perspective through mm-hmm. that lens yeah. because that lens, I remember I was, I think I've talked about this before. I was doing a music festival 
and I thought it was going to be so fun. And it was in like a gorge. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think I, I don't remember where it was, but it was near a gorge, maybe mm-hmm. the Yeti Fest. I don't know. And I got there and like Mulaney was going to be there and Nick Kroll was going to be there and Amy Schumer was going to be there and Reggie Watts. It was like all my friends, mm. comedy friends. I was so excited. And I was on like Wednesday mm-hmm. and they were on Friday or something. Mm-hmm. It was something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's fine. I'll just stay. And like the set was fine, mm-hmm. but there was something about it performing outdoors. And I, I was staying in a yurt uh. alone. And like my mind state was isolation. Mm-hmm. Like I became very, very exposed. Mm-hmm. This is where I figured out I don't like the desert. Like I just uh, don't like yeah. the feeling of just like 360 land as yeah. far as you can see. And, and a coyote can see you from eight miles away. <laughs> yeah. Calmly finish his newspaper and then come and get you. Like <laughs> I just don't like it. I remember I went on a walk and I sat on a cliff and I was like, this is good. This is like Carlos Castaneda. Yeah. Like I was like, this is like spiritual. And I tried to meditate outside and yeah. got like fucking freaked out at the thought of like scorpions or whatever. I was just like, so I'm staying in my yurt. Uh, This is also one of my rock bottoms with alcohol was I was like, I've told this before where I was like, oh yeah, alcohol, because there was a restaurant. And uh, like remembering alcohol, this is when you know you have an unhealthy relationship with alcohol. Yeah. Was like remembering my best friend was also staying in the hotel. And I went and had like a steak dinner and had like four martinis and i was very drunk but i remember when i ordered the fourth martini that the waitress was like really and i was yeah oh, there was like judgment and yeah. i and you want to be like just bring me the drugs you peddler <laughs> yeah but anyway that's surly um <laughs> that's surely surly <laughs> all of that is to say the mind state became isolation, fear, and ultimately death. What are we talking about? Yeah. We're talking sure. about death. We're talking about I'm in a yurt, yeah. which feels like where you would go to deliberately die. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm thinking about scorpions <laughs> biting me and dying mm-hmm. and isolation and loneliness and like that I'm dying alone and drinking a lot of booze, which also just feels like medicating and like sedating. It was mm-hmm. horribly lonely. Um, and the set was like during the day, it was like an 11 a.m. show. And I had like uh, three days, it seemed like, before wow. my friends got there. And I remember, and music festivals are supposed to be deeply fun. Yeah, I was there for free because I was a performer and I got to stay and go in. I had a VIP pass. All that's supposed to be nice. But because of my mind state, at night I would hear the bands. Sorry. Is there anything worse than a cell phone falling? It's like, not not that one, but you know when it clunks and like <laughs> yeah. on an airplane and you get that like, yeah. ah, fuck, someone lost their phone. Yeah. Uh, not that one. Sorry about your phone. I just remember the sound of the bands playing from a distance, like that echo traveling over the, the small distance of desert to my yurt <laughs> sounded like 40,000 orcs banging their spears into the ground. Right. That's exactly it. And if my friends had arrived... Mm-hmm. And if we had been walking around together mm-hmm. and making jokes and laughing and feeling familiar, that music would have sounded like music. Yeah. So it's like the difference between. So I think, talk about calling bullshit. We need to call bullshit on our perception, not to, on our perspective mm-hmm. on a day. Yeah. Like if you're in love, an old, like busted up train pulling 
cargo that's like toxic waste mm-hmm. will seem like, isn't that beautiful? Like yeah, there's beauty in everything. There's someone who takes the waste. Yeah. Away. I know. It's loving. It's that is such a service. And when you yes. when you're out of love or recently dumped or whatever, mm-hmm. you see that and you're like, isn't that all of us? We're just on a barge. Yes. Going out to death. That's exactly so, it. So and- I think the the final thing is step outside of it. Recognize yeah. that neither are absolute reality mm-hmm. and take comfort in going like i can't call this mm-hmm. to go back to my death example i'm dying of course i'm a little mad at the universe mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that it's not all interconnected love like yeah. that that why are we asking me i'm in a lot of pain right now you know what yeah. i mean yeah it's like uh, in frozen 2 where she's like that's your fear fear is what what can't be trusted. Yeah. Like that's, that's really a good mantra for me too, is when I look out the window and it seems ominous, just being like, that's just your fear. That's not true. Buddy, I I can't, I I think that's profound. And the the reason you're drawn to it is because it's like exactly the sort of thing I wish someone had explained to me as a child. Oh yeah. And I'm not mad at the people for not, I don't think they knew. Yeah. But you're saying it sounds kind of basic. I'm like, no. Yeah. There's a lot of people listening right now that are going like, what stresses are you under? Like, we're recording this on Wednesday. I'm about to go to Denver, and I'm really mm-hmm. excited about that. And there's a preparatory kind of sensation. Mm-hmm. And you just go like, that's in play. Yeah. So recognize what's really you and what's just kind of like, you know. Yeah. These outside stimuli. Right. And don't get caught in the content. That's what my therapist says all the time. Like, don't negotiate with that voice because then you're just going to get pulled into like, it's like getting pulled into an argument with someone who can't, who is never going to concede your point. (laughs) So it's, that's where, you know, the old standby of just going back again and again into your body to see what your actually experience, what your felt experience is. I'm not a, sure I follow. Instead of instead of re- getting what's happening in, in the plot. Yeah. Instead of because that like if I'm if you're listening to the music and it sounds like orcs, your time is not best spent going, well, that's not orcs, you know, that's just music and you shouldn't be f- f- afraid of that. Like, cause you're just getting, and then there'll be a voice being like, but what I am alone in the desert. So I can't, you know, like, it's like, you're still staying in your brain and you're getting all tangled in the web of the content and you're arguing with that mind state that is seeing this as truth. Right. And you're arguing with an illusion. Yeah. Yeah. And instead just get back into your felt experience, which is being, is, is like, you know what? There's just there's fear in my body. I can feel it. I feel it in my chest. Yeah. Here it is. And you know what I mean? So it that's what it, the don't get stuck in the content is like, don't negotiate or try to reason your way out of fear. There's no point to doing that. Right, right. Just get into what you're feeling. And then as soon as that feeling Tend is held it. for a minute, yeah, yeah. it'll leave. Yeah, that's a, I, I know I say this a lot, but that's what my therapist, Dr. Gary Penn, 
uh, whose book is available now, used to say is like paranoid people are correct. I know I've said that a million yeah. times, but that's really helpful is when you're oh, like, yeah. but I could. And it's like, yes. Yeah, sure. Everyone okay. at that music festival could mobilize yes. and decide to take over your yurt. Yeah. That is sort of true. Yeah. Well, that's where my therapist would say anything could happen to anyone at any time. And yeah. I know I've shared that because it just neutralizes everything. So it's like, so what do you want to do then? <laughs> like, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. All right. Let's go to the, the middies and, and we'll be right back. As we always say, I started messaging with the young lady that said, I don't want any Pete's pick. How can I support the show? And I was like, buy a gift. Oh, yeah. And then you you pointed out how compassionate that question is, how kind that question is. Yeah. So we've been messaging back and forth. And, uh, nice. And so now you guys are going to go out? <laughs> we've been dating casually. Oh, for, okay. <laughs> for six months, actually. Great. <laughs> No, I, I hope they're okay with that riff. That was your riff. And that I, was my riff. I was I'll bound by the laws of yes and. I yeah. will never leave anyone alone on a riff. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate that. But uh, yeah, so if you don't want one, buy one for a friend. It supports the show. I'm too tired to do the, the plead. You don't have to do a, yeah, an ad a for the mid-rolls. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm super excited, you guys. We have a new Pete's pick on this episode and run do not walk to check this one out this app is brought to us by our friends at brain fm brain fm has been a part of my daily creative routine for years now and i'm so happy to be partnering with them every morning i sit down at my computer throw on my headphones these headphones hit focus hit creative flow and boom i'm in the pocket ready to work create and focus without it i find it so much harder to complete tasks i procrastinate i have a hard time meeting deadlines even if they're my own self imposed deadlines for my own good. But with Brain FM, I am signaling to my brain, literally, that it is time to get things done and it works. So what is it? On the surface, Brain FM seems like an app that gives you the perfect background music for creative work, study, reading, meditation, relaxation, and sleep. And that is true. It is incredible music to work or read or meditate to, but under the surface, it is doing so much more than that. Brain FM's composers work hard to create amazing sounding music that doesn't distract and uses their patented audio technology to boost your mental state on demand. Brain FM's scientists and composers, they add patterns to their music that change the patterns in your brain, creating increased blood flow and electrical connectivity, activity, in the brain and increasing focus in as little as five minutes. Regular music, think about it, is designed to be distracting. It wants your attention, so you're constantly interrupted using regular stuff to skip. You have to skip and it pulls you out of that flow that you're trying to get into. So skip the skipping. With Brain FM, you can get a wide variety of sounds and genres from natural soundscapes to lo-fi electronic music that get you in the zone almost immediately without having to pick the perfect playlist and it's science-backed. Brain FM actually has the scientific research to back up their claims through close collaboration with neuroscientists and a wide array of field experiments and testing. But even better, their music is made by real composers, not computers, and, and but in, uh, instead, multi-instrumentalist composers. That way, the soundscapes on Brain FM still have the warmth of real people. So check it out. Support the show. Support your brain. Support your creativity, your goals, and, and, and procrastination. Go to brain.fm. FM slash weird to get 30% off. 30% 
off your first year of Brain FM and start getting more done with less effort and unlock your best self on demand. Experience the difference that the right music can make in your life. Go to brain.fm slash weird for 30% off. We're also brought to us by our friends, my new favorite, best looking, best feeling shorts I've ever owned, bird dogs. I've never been a big short guy. That is true. And it turns out I was rocking the wrong shorts. Even though I love swimming, I also hate swim trunks, but bird dogs change both of those categories for me, especially now that it's summer. I love liberating my legs and getting in water as often as possible. And now thanks to my dogs, I can get <laughs> do that while feeling totally comfortable and looking really good. Bird dogs make you look good. Bird dogs have stretch khaki shorts designed for a fit slimmer through the thigh and leg giving you a truly sculpted look which i love and bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as lululemon but fit way better and honestly you know yeah, they look better and it's not Lululemon. <laughs> They're not stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. And bird dogs uses anti-stink, anti-sweat, like sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So go to birddogs.com slash weird and you get a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. I use this tumbler almost every day. I love it. That's birddogs.com slash weird for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you support your short look, support your bathing suit look and support the show birddogs.com slash weird. And we're back. You know, it's funny. There was a, there was an earthed, earthquake this week. There was week. an earthquake. The earth quaked. The earth did quake. She quaked. Yeah. She quaked right up here in Ojai, like epicenter. Very close to us. Yeah. Epicenter Epicenter was was... a bike ride from where we live. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Very close. And it was a 5.1? 5.5, I believe. Ooh, doggies. My biggest earthquake by far. Uh And the, the phenomenon, though, it's sort of a snooze. Not that I'm disappointed that we don't have a better earthquake story. Although I'm noticing, look, this is all crooked. Oh yeah, a lot of our pictures are crooked. Um, and one of them fell. It's a picture of Richard Nixon. Is why it's crooked. The frame is actually perfectly level. <laughs> um, oh my god! But uh, <laughs> what the real phenomena? So it was just like f- three, four seconds of like, right? Yeah. And uh, Leela was watching television, and I was cooking or something Mm -hmm. and she just ran to me which was Mm -hmm. great told her how great she did and i just picked her up and we walked outside yeah and by the time we got outside which was four steps it it had stopped and you you uh i'm not teasing but you had more of a you had more of a panicked response yeah because i wasn't i couldn't see leela like i was on just on the other side of the door yeah or of the wall from her but i was walking towards you guys and I really think if I had been close to Leela and could just grab her, yeah, you probably would. I would have been fine. But it was this her. very scary feeling of like, wait, the, where is she? Yeah, we can't. I'm so afraid of something My, happening, and I can't get to her. I've been so since I moved to. LA, I, I've been, I, I used to joke that I would move my fear from terrorism to earthquakes. Yeah. New uh-huh. York to LA, and that those were my little paranoias. Yeah. And now. Now that we live outside the city, I just stopped worrying about earthquakes. I don't know why. I, as I yeah. said to our friends, I was like, I don't even really want to unpack it because I really enjoy yeah. that I'm not worried about it because it doesn't really help to worry about it. Yeah. Um, but in the moment, mm-hmm. I was pleased that it was very like 
not trying to toot my own, but I went the you, other way. Yeah, I went to like a very a solid place. Yeah, you did great. It is kind of funny how quickly you go like earthquake, but I'm cooking. <laughs> like there is a moment of like, you have to tell yourself there's another voice going like, leave it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, did you turn the stove off? I don't think the stove was on yet. Oh, okay. And then we went out. But here's what's the, there's two phenomenon that came from this. One was the texting. Mm-hmm. You have more friends than me. So you got like 350 texts. I, I did have like 25 texts instantly. And my parents called me 30 seconds after it happened yeah. from Texas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is incredible. It is national news. Yeah. And I was touched at how many uh, how many people texted. It was like two or three. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, was, it was quite a few. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's, that is that sort of like look to the helpers, Mr. Yes, Rogers thing. Very it's like, sweet. it sucks that we live, explaining that to Leela, by the way, being like, sometimes the earth, she shake. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, that's a weird, and yeah. she was kind of like, well, that's not as, not any weirder than everything else we're doing here, Although she did have like a big meltdown later that day. And I wondered if it was related. Me too. But what's what's funny is we play earthquake all the time. I put her mm-hmm. on my leg and we shake, and yeah. so she kind of has a positive association. Yeah, with it. and she and we've it was played earthquake since then. Like she's yeah. wanted to play it. So, well, that's you know, if you where... really look at it, you're just like it is just getting shook around. It is sort of. I'm not saying it's fun. I just I remember my first therapist, Doctor Schur, in uh, Brooklyn. He he told me a story about being on a very turbulent airplane, and he was terrified. And there were a group of kids, and they were like laughing and screaming in mm. with joy yeah because to them it was just a fun ride right similarly an earthquake can just be kind of like that was weird yeah or novel but she did a small earthquake she i was looking into her eyes as it was kind of happening or like in the few mo- moments after yeah and she was just like what the hell yeah, like, it was weird. like what is this this is a weird realm this yeah. is just a weird, weird oh, realm. Yeah. So that goes Freaky to <laughs> the next thing we did was we went and that afternoon we had tickets to see Shrek Jr., the musical. Which is a kids, the kids theater puts it on here. And it was town. great. It was so <laughs> I, great. It was I one of my favorite it. things I've ever seen. I was, was smiling so, so wide. I thought the cast was awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was fun watching someone negotiate the nuance of doing a Chris Rock impression, but not crossing the line. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You don't yeah. want to do it like. And Eddie Whoa. Murphy, I think. Oh, I'm sorry. Is it Eddie Murphy? Yeah, I think. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, it is. But uh-huh. but Chris Rock is a famous... He's somebody else in another Yeah, movie. he does something else. It's been a while since I've seen Shrek. But yeah, yeah. but you don't want to do... I knew it had been a while since you'd seen Shrek because the parts that you were dying laughing at are like the classic jokes from Shrek. Oh, really? Like the Muffin Man. Do you know the Muffin yeah, Man? Yeah, I remember that. Okay. I remember that being the moment of Shrek in the theater where we were like, oh, this movie's oh, this good. Oh, this is funny. Yeah, this movie's exactly. Good. Yeah. That was so great. And yeah. I also love the moment where the guy runs screaming through the turnstile, like oh, not yeah. through the roped off line. Yeah, really, yeah. It really made me laugh. who's a woozle. Uh, watching the kid negotiate the Eddie Murphy voice was fun. Oh, yeah. So and we then, go, and there was an... And there was an aftershock. Yeah, this is my point. Yeah. There's an aftershock during the play. So we're sitting in a little theater watching a man in green face do Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the talking donkey. And, and we're having fun. And then there's like, you know, the earthquake was like 
an hour or two prior. No, it was like it. We it made us late an hour to or this. Two. It was. Oh, it was, really... it was like fifteen minutes before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And That's we're right. like, are we going to see Shrek? Right we now? couldn't <laughs> believe that it started on time. I yeah. was like, there's going to be an earthquake delay. Yeah, but there exactly. was not. We yeah, were yeah. late, and I was like, you got to give us ten minutes for the earthquake. Yeah. So you're right. Thank you for that correction. It makes it such a better story. It had just happened. Yeah. And now we're sitting in a theater watching a play. Mm-hmm. And it hit me like good metaphors do where I was like, oh, that's a little bit like life. Life is putting on a play during, during an, an earthquake. earthquake. Exactly. And I was like, there's something so, there, there's a lonely and scary side of that. Like you said, the John Mayer lyrics, slow dancing in a burning room. Yeah. And I, I've been haunted a little bit since you said that. Oops, sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> and also by earthquake, you know, putting on a play during an earthquake. But there's also something really beautiful about I that. I think it's lovely. In yeah. fact, it's the preciousness of life itself. It, it's yeah. like, yeah, there's an earthquake and these kids are doing a pretty good job singing a song about, you know, onions and layers or whatever yeah, it is. And they didn't skip a beat. They didn't they, skip. Yeah. And there was in that interesting, the audience and the cast's unfounded lack of fear. Yeah. Was comic. Oh, yeah. We were it's completely sitting reasonless. under lights. Yeah, lights. Trapped in like a room with yeah. one exit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really did look around at everybody and I was like, so we're just going to be okay about this. And <laughs> I know that's a little bit whistling in the dark. Yeah. But I also saw it. It goes back to the first half of the episode, the the lens you're looking through. Yeah. We were all co-conspiring to choose to somewhat irrationally. I felt sound going like it. I think you have an earthquake and then you have some aftershocks. Yeah, I'm you're not sure. going to have like another big one. Yeah, in that I, moment, it's always like a fart. It's like the earth yeah. is farting and I'm like, and it's like okay, it farted. <laughs> Usually that's done. Yeah, or is that volcanoes? I always forget. Is fart volcanoes? <laughs> But like you're hoping and banking. But there really was something kind of lovely about it. Mm -hmm. Going like we do live in a world where anything can happen at any time. Yeah. Let's go see Shrek. Yeah. Let's go for a walk. Let's go on a bike ride. that, that, That defiant human spirit thing is underneath everything we do it's Mm -hmm. 99% of the time it's unconscious but like when you're at a festival you're like or like a food Chicago taste of Chicago and you're just walking around trying eight kinds of hoagies Mm -hmm. there's something going like yeah this is a play during an earthquake like we're eating these things we're even doing things that are making the earthquake come faster right ice cream and cigarettes and booze or whatever it might be i'm not saying we need to do that i'm saying everything is kind of spending the time and spending the energy and that's the system we're stuck in and there's something beautiful about going not only I'm going to go see Shrek, we're all going to go see Shrek and they're going to put it on. Yeah, they're going to do it for us. Yeah, beautiful. I know. And yeah, I don't, I feel like um, I wrote a poem about this once that it, where it was about how I recycle, even though now I know that recycling is bullshit. Oh, I wish you had it. Do and, you have it? Uh, I don't have my phone. Otherwise, I Did you could get to it. it. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, it's this like beautiful thing that human beings do where you're you're sort of like, I'm going to have hope even when you're deliberately telling me there's no hope. Yeah. Like it's like my birthright to have hope. Well, 
it's like it goes back. We've talked about this before, but we had a friend. We have a friend, but we had a friend on the fourth that was like staunchly anti-fireworks, and I'm positive that there's lots of good reasons to be anti-fireworks, mm-hmm. and yet there's fireworks happening. And, and it was one of those beautiful memories of our whole life showing Leela fireworks. I have a video of fireworks. You know, not the fireworks, but her face, and they're just her face is lighting up. Yeah, all the different colors. That's not to say we have to be completely asleep. No, but, but there I is do a, think you have to pick your surrenders. And you're living in tension all the time of these things. That's why our our beautifully talented friend Cassandra Jones is an incredible artist, and she had a whole installation where she made like beautiful graphic art from like other images from plastic things yeah because it's like plastic waste yeah plastic waste and she specifically would use things like balloons and beach balls and things that are like bring so much joy and fun yeah and they wreck the environment so she would do flowers like make flowers out of you know a a aluminum balloon well it's as of uh, as above so too bran is for me now but you know (laughs) i've said before that the planet is like a body Mm -hmm. and each person is like a body Mm -hmm. and like when we start taking better care of ourselves often we're taking better care of the planet Mm -hmm. and then there are and again this isn't to give a pass for bad behavior but if we're being honest we're giving ourselves passes for bad behavior every single day yeah almost no one is having a perfect day maybe dr huberman yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. Was sure. I don't if I he don't got up in the morning it. and it was like every morning pinch your nose and, and wiggle your chin do that for 30 <laughs> minutes and it activates like how many of us would do that yeah me for sure <laughs> but you know there's not a like getting an ice cream is a little bit like having a refinery, like an oil refinery mm-hmm. on your planet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or eating yeah. like a giant, I'm trying to say like a delicious, like eating a Big Mac or something mm-hmm. is you kind of, you know, purifying uranium. Right. <laughs> yeah. I know. And we're just negotiating all of it. And and I think the closest thing, I don't think that it's really helpful to even think about it, like what's right and what's wrong and what's good and what's bad. But I think the closest thing to the, you know, the best you can do is just swimming in that tension and that nuance and being yeah. like, yeah, you know, I'm not giving in to ice cream all the time. And I'm not, and I'm not, and I'm not I, saying never. And I'm using that as the metaphor, but I mean that for everything. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. I'm just gonna well, Sam, understand that sometimes I can get Leela a pack of balloons, and it is what gets us through a week of no school. Yeah, you know, and yeah. like, and it, and it isn't great because there's it's so much plastic. But yeah. like, boy, it caused a child so much joy and it's parents bo- some relief. It's both. <laughs> energies yeah yeah and the, it's i i see that in the political parties it's like both these energies i know there's terrible things on both sides i'm just saying at, at its core i see that being modeled after these two opposing kind of forces yeah and in the tension of it something exists i was talking to sam our friend sam about you know i can't it's it's you know i haven't been a a good vegan at all for a, mm-hmm. a long time now yeah which and it had a lot to do with having Leela and should be curious about chicken and we're eating chicken and now I'm just eating the chicken and just caring mm-hmm. less about chicken. 
And what sucks about being a, f- a former vegan is that you know all the reasons why you should be a vegan. Yeah. It really sucks. And, <laughs> and Sam was, you know, he's a veg, but he'll eat fish. And he's like, because I'm okay with killing a fish. He's like, I think if you're okay with killing something, yeah, you should be that able should to be eat the it. Test. And I was like, I think that's, um, and I said this to him, so it's not, you know, shots fired. I was like, I, I, I think that doesn't hold up. Mm. Um, you know, like, you'd theoretically be okay with killing, but a, but a cow or a pig would be too much. I get it. Yeah. I actually sort of came around to what he was saying, but it feels like a a made up rule for a bad situation. Like you're yeah. in a zero sum situation and you're mm-hmm. like, if I would, and then I well, said, I'll occasionally eat chicken and I feel, I feel conflicted about it. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm not, sh- I'm not saying he was right, but he was like, I think that's the right place to be. Is you is yeah. to maybe eat the chicken or maybe don't eat the chicken, but like but know what you're doing. But go like I find comfort in going like, and there is a horror to this, mm-hmm. and there's a sandwich to this. Like you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. it sounds like a joke, but it's like it's it's both. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's not. Now we're getting into like grief or guilt currency. Like if I'm guilty about, I'm not talking about being guilty. I'm just not taking an easy pass and being like, God gave us dominion over the animals, therefore I can eat them. Yeah. Uh, Which is something family members have said, which Uh I get. I used Uh to say that too Uh when I was growing up. I was like, that's how God made the world. I can kill you. Yeah. But, you know, we used to say that about all sorts of atrocities that God said it was okay. Oh, yeah. So I don't have the conclusion. That's sort of the point there is I'm I'm trying to just live in that tension and going like, I can't call it. Yeah. And, and I, also, I don't feel great about it. And also it's not a it's a flowy thing. And and I think it's a beautiful thing to be vegan and to commit to it and be very, you know, uh committed and strong in that. But I also I'm saying we're in a stage where we're in the tension and we're flowing. Like I don't think we're saying it'll be this forever either. We're just sort of like yeah. listening to I wouldn't be shocked the moment in our bodies and yeah. our, you know. It's the season. Yeah. I will say sorry if we've talked about this before or if this is a snooze, but it's like I do catch myself going like it feels good unexpectedly good to be honest about being complicit in the quote-unquote horror of what it means to survive and be alive. Uh As Neil deGrasse Tyson, I know I've said this a million times, but it's like there's lots of covert uh, violence towards animals in everything. Mm -hmm. I know I've said this before, but the wood of your house was a habitat. So we're killing these things by starving them or or not giving them shelter or whatever it might be. Yeah. So... I like talk about calling bullshit. There's been a lot of talk about calling bullshit here going like I had a certain self-righteousness that I don't miss. Yeah. And I enjoy going like, no, we're in a place where things explode, things Mm -hmm. are killed, things are, it's the earth is being exploited. Even in the growth of grain, it's being horribly mistreated. And that's what's happening. I'm not saying we can't work towards something better, but there is like a weird... Uh, and complicated pleasure in the honesty as opposed to being like, well, I don't do that. And yeah. it's like, 
Yeah, but you know, you're still in this. Right. Because there's not really a way out of it. Yeah. That's what Joseph Campbell said. Mm -hmm. Said even vegetarians, which was as extreme as you could be back then. (laughs) He was like, even vegetarians are complicit because you're still eating life, you know? Right. Look, as I I can hear former Pete being like, yeah, but it's sentient. And you're like, all right. Yeah, I know. And you know what I say to that, Pete? I go, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. And I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. And I I don't, I think it's okay to sometimes not know. (laughs) Well, I got to say, we know a lot of uh, spiritual people that, you know, Jesus said, allegedly. (laughs) It's not what goes into your mouth that makes you impure. It's what comes out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. So I, I do think there's another... All of these cleaning up our act games can be, maybe, this is just a hypothesis I'm coming up with in the moment, distractions from the more difficult work. It's Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. what's going on inside? Like, what are we slaughtering inside? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? What are we being cruel to inside? Is hate, do I have a a factory farm of hate that I send everyone I know through? Yeah. Again, I don't want to be too full of shit. I, I completely understand Oh, yeah. The other side and how I'm being full of shit right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, again, I'm just like, I am having, uh, I'm enjoying not overthinking this right now. Yeah. I'm not saying well, it doesn't deserve our thought. <laughs> yeah, currently. Uh, I, yeah, it, it does deserve my thought and it has spent, I've spent a lot of years thinking about it and being with it and i'm sure i'll spend more but in this moment it's just not exactly where my energy is going yeah yeah and that's where it's at the present moment man it's all right here and any game any question any problem yeah sort of when you when you're being present and fully in it and fully in that yeah those those issues. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to, how to finish that sentence. Can you do this one? I do it from the outside. Whoa! Ooh, it's harder from the outside for me. But then your mouth doesn't taste like finger. <laughs> yeah, I stopped doing the in the mouth one. The <laughs> okay, fish I'm disgusting. The, the fish, fish technique. What time is it? We gotta go. We gotta go. We love gotta these chats. Always love connecting with you, Val. I really, I've said it a million, but to everybody that listens, these these are so meaningful. It's like our life. Yeah, getting like a little sharing. snapshot Polaroid of our life. And in that way, we're creating something together. Your feedback as it came up in this, you yeah. know, it's it's all part of it. So Yeah, so thank you. And thanks to everybody that is currently seeing me in Denver. We sold all those shows out, so appreciate wow, that. Amazing. Valerie? Keep it crispy. 